0: Good morning, it's Aya Weemala, and I'm coming to you from Northern Illinois, where we have lots and lots and lots of snow still coming down here. So I hope you're having a good Sunday either morning or evening, wherever you are, and if you have snow like we do, I hope you can stay home and just enjoy the snow from inside. They've been plowing all night, but right now it looks like uh, they've slowed down plowing our driveway so they can probably get out and plow more other places. I wanted to share just a section of a beautiful sutta on the the Buddha's Eightfold Path. And it's from the Samyutta Nikaya, the Connected Discourses. It's 12.65. But it's a beautiful uh, visualization. It's a beautiful image. So, um, just, just maybe close your eyes and listen to this image. And it's, it's about the, uh, the, Bod- the Buddha's personal journey to discovering this path. It is as if a person traveling in the forest were to see an ancient path, an ancient road, traveled by people of former times. Following it, the person would see an ancient city, an ancient capital inhabited by people of former times, complete with parks, groves, and ponds, walled, delightful. Then going to the ruler of the country, the person would say, Your Majesty, while traveling in the forest, I saw an ancient path. I followed it and found an ancient city, an ancient abandoned capital. Your Majesty, restore that city. In the same way, I saw an ancient path, an ancient road, traveled by the awakened ones of former times. And what is that ancient path, that ancient road, traveled by the Awakened Ones of former times? It is the Noble Eightfold Path. Right view, right aspiration, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, right concentration. That is the ancient path, the ancient road, leading to direct knowledge. I think that's a just a beautiful description, uh, and that's from. And I'm I'm working on the eightfold path because I'm going to be teaching this sutta today in uh, for the Florida Blue Lotus Meditation Center, and uh, I'm going to be working with the book by Gil Gil Fronsdale called The Path to Liberation. And it, it, let's see if I hope that's the right title. I can't, yeah. Uh, Steps to Liberation by Gil Fronsdale. And he's, he uh, really works with the Eightfold Path uh, as a, in kind of a, a practice and reflection and discussion. It's almost like a workbook. And it's, I'm going to be using that for the sutta study that I'm doing in Florida. And I'll be trying to put the Eightfold Path into practice with some things with Blue Lotus too. So we know that, that path is those, the Eightfold Path is the set of instructions that the Buddha left for us if we want to find a way out of the suffering that exists in the world in samsara. And by following the path, we're able to reflect back and see if something is is uh, not going well in our lives. We can reflect directly back to that path and see if we've been taking the right steps or if we've gotten off the track. So it gives us a base to work with, and we can use it to look at our behavior and look at our uh, our action and our thoughts and our, and our ability to reflect and to contemplate and to meditate and keep going back to that path to refer to it and see if, if somehow we've gotten off the path. And so it's, it's the essential teaching that the Buddha put together at his enlightenment. And as he walked around for six or seven weeks, Afterwards, reflecting on that experience and how, you know, he was thinking about how can I teach this to people? This is this incredible awakening, this liberation. Liberation. How do I go out and talk to people about it? And the path is the answer to getting out of that. clinging to things. So the path directly takes us back to are we clinging to something that we don't need? Are we clinging to something that's uh, causing us not to find the happiness, the true happiness that we can have? So I'm excited about it. I've had this book for quite a while and uh, I hadn't I hadn't even read it. And I love Gil Fronsdale as a teacher. He's in he He's in Northern California, and he has lots of talks and uh, several books, and he's one of my favorite teachers. He's he's also the, the translator for the Dhammapada book that we're using for the Dhammapada class that Bhante is teaching once a month. So, hold that image. That be, It's a beautiful image of uh, finding the path that's always been there but that path to that ancient city that's been, that's been alive and awake has just been buried over like an archaeological dig. And the Buddha's job, when a Buddha comes to the earth, their job is to find that path again because it's been, it's been lost to the world. And then that path will stay alive as long as there are people practicing it and when that all dies down again then we need to have someone else come and rediscover it so a lot of the buddhist teachings are rediscovering the truths that are in the, that are that have been in the world but have been lost to the world so i'm excited about it it's a new it's a good project because the class we're going to do with the in Florida, is uh, is going to be a lot of ref- reflection and keeping a journal and having a month to work on uh, a particular step of the path. So, hopefully, we can do more of that right here in our in our spot locally. <laughs> so, um, a lot of you who I know are uh, living. Not too far from me. I'm sure you're settling in for a Sunday, mostly at home, unless you're a big snowshoe advocate and you're out, you're out in the, one of the parks, one of the big parks. And uh, you're tramping through the snow. That sounds wonderful too. So why don't we practice and use our time, there are fifteen minutes left. We can use that time just sitting together. So, I see. Hi, Tiff. I love my mask. Um. Find that posture that calls your body to to uh, awareness to a a kind of uh, attention. Let your body know that posture, like, okay, now we're going to sit. Now we're going to let the mind calm down, if that's possible, and uh, be with our body, be with our breath. Find that quiet center. And once again, now today there's a snowplow, not a snowplow, you know, someone doing the sidewalk. So I'm sure you're hearing some noise from outside my door. That's okay. That's part of our practice. So let your body feel lifted. Let your spine feel lifted up. If you can, close your eyes. You can be on your back or standing or sitting. Whatever works for your body. Begin by being aware of the body breathing. Precious breath. Stay with each inhale and each exhale. That's where the present moment can be found. And allow your body to relax. Because if we have tension, tightness in our body, our attention wants to go to that. So that tension draws attention. When your mind is full of thoughts, don't worry about that. All we have to be willing to do is to let the thoughts come and go and not be pulled away to focus on them. Stay with your breath. And each time you are distracted by a thought, just come back to your breath. That's the important part of the practice. We are not trying to eliminate our thoughts or get rid of them or control them, not now. We're learning to be aware of those thoughts and just realize we don't want every thought to be controlling us. That's just the nature of the mind. Like the nature of our ears is to hear. We don't want everything we listen to that we're hearing in our environment to be controlling us. We want to be able to discriminate and know If we can just be aware or if we need to be leaping to that sound or leaping to that thought because it's critical for us. Where is your mind? If you're lost in your thoughts, just gently but firmly come back to the breath. Let that settle you again. Relax your body. If you need to change your posture to do that, that's perfectly okay. And if you find that you're wiggly and restless, Try to stay with that restlessness for a minute before you change your posture. Just see what that restlessness feels like. Where is it in your body? And is it insistent? Does it feel permanent or does it come and go? Sometimes you feel restless, sometimes you don't. Just start watching it in your body. See how it arises. See how it passes away. And then after you watch it for a short time, You you may see it rising and passing away, so you don't need to move anymore. But if you still feel an urgent need to change your posture, go ahead and do that. But it's always good to let the focus of your practice become those things that are um, disturbing your, your calm. So it can be restlessness. It can be sleepiness. It might be irritation or anger. So if those things keep coming back and back to you, any of those, before you try to get rid of that, watch it, pay attention to it in your body. Sit with that, let that become the focus of your attention for a short time. Not feeding that, but seeing where it arises in your body. What's the quality of this feeling? Does it come and go or is it just present in one spot? Just investigate it. No need to think too much about it. Just investigate how you're experiencing it in your body. Sometimes that's enough to help it settle down or to allow you to go back with a focus on the breath. Or you may want to sit with it until you watch and discover the nature of that feeling and you can observe it coming and going. If you can keep sitting, I'm going to uh, share my wish with you, but if you can keep sitting, just keep being with yourself, sitting quietly. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant for all in need. By means of this meritorious wish, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. Have a beautiful day, and thanks for being with me. Keep sitting if you can. Bye-bye. See you Tuesday.